0: When I saw my first smartphone, I admit I thought, I'm not sure this will catch on. I mean, it was so large in comparison to my pocket-sized flip phone, and I wasn't that into texting, and I had supplemented my flip phone with an iPod, so I used that for my music and occasional web access. I couldn't imagine how people actually preferred holding the large, clumsy devices to their ears, smudging the screen with their cheeks. Well... As you might have guessed, my views have now changed a bit. Helping you
1: grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley.
0: Welcome to The Inner Life where each day we seek to encourage and inspire you to a deeper relationship with Jesus today. I'm Patrick Conley. In 2016, an oft-quoted study reported that people simply touch their phones over 2,600 times a day. And that was seven years ago. Just last year, a study found that Americans actually use their phones an average of 352 times a day, which is more than once every three minutes. I'd like to think that I'm not that addicted to my devices. That's right. Plural. Devices. Devices. But more often than not, my weekly report says my screen time is on the rise. Like it or not, personal technology pervades American existence. And even for those who make the concerted effort to stay away from it, it's becoming increasingly harder to function without it. Now, we're all aware of at least some of the dangers of being online, including exposure to pornography, cyberbullying, hacking and identity theft, as well as online scams, just to name a few. But then again, technology, and especially social media, has blown wide open the ability to get messages out to the world, including the message of the gospel. So, what is the follower of Jesus to do? Today on the show, we're addressing being a Christian online, using media and technology with prudence and wisdom, and always, of course, in accordance with the will of God. Leading us in this important conversation is our spiritual director for the for today, Father Ethan Southern. Father Ethan is a priest of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles and pastor of St. John Hughes Church in Chatsworth, California. Father, welcome back! Thanks so much for being here today.
1: Sure, Patrick. Uh, it's great to be with you. And um, yes, this is such a timely topic, um, but it, and it's such a broad topic. So I know there's lots of areas uh, to look into this, but. When you mentioned the weekly report, uh, it kind of pierced me to my heart because <laughs> you get those reports and you're like, "Oh no!" You, uh, yeah. Kind of, am I going up or am I going down?
0: <laughs> yeah, when I when I get those reports and they actually, occasionally, maybe rarely, say that it actually went down, I'm thinking. Wow. What a relief. I am actually not, I'm not all that addicted, but then that seems to cover the next six weeks when it's up for a, you know, a little bit there. It is a timely and important topic. And as you said, father, much broader than uh, what I think we can cover in an hour, but I think we can make some good headway on it today. Being a Christian online, maybe let's start with scripture father. So um, of course, there's not a lot of mention of smartphones in Scripture, but mm-hmm. uh, there are some things that I think Scripture can inform us about. I'm thinking, um, just uh, thinking that in general, First um, mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. There's others mm-hmm. like that. What kind of Scripture mm-hmm. informs not just the way we are online, but the way we are everywhere? Yeah,
1: no, I I think that one is um, right at the, the foundation of it. You know, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, so whatever you do that's going to be uh, pretty broad and it's encompassing, do all to the glory of God. And so, um, you know, this topic, it begins with the the title, Being Christians Online, How to Use the Media Well. So, again, this goes right down to the heart of, well, what does it mean to be a Christian, being a Christian um, so I, I think that's really, you know, St. Paul says, it's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives within me. So if it is really that spirit of Christ uh, that's living within me, then everything that we do should be for the glory of God, because it's God himself who's, who's moving through us. So there's that invitation to um, really just start reflecting on, okay, am I on my, my smartphone? Am I on my device? You know, how am I using it? how am I using it? You know, how, if I'm on social media, how am I on social media? You know, am I giving it that, that witness of Christ and his love? Am I being kind? I think sometimes, you know, we can just boil it down to, um, you know, some of the guiding principles, treat others as you would like to be treated, you know, love others as yourself, you know, the golden rule. So are we living those basic principles of our Christianity, whether that's, you know, in church where we're sitting in the pew or whether we're on Facebook or, or, um, you know, any of the other social media uh, areas? Mm
0: -hmm. And I think, Father, one of the things that occurs to me, especially when we're talking about social media usage and things like that, is that. There can be a misconception um, that we all have, not just young people, but anybody who's on social media, that uh, when I'm when I'm pr- projecting or putting something out there about myself, it's not really me um, or or it's, uh, you know, people can people can see this, people can view this. But uh, is it authentically me? Well, uh, nobody is reducible, of course, to their social media presence. But at the same time, I guess what I'm getting at is that there there can be this this idea that the things that we are doing online are somehow separated from who we are, and so there might not be uh, this this kind of driving urge. And in fact, there might be. People might say there's more liberty to be to be mean, to be nasty, mm-hmm. to say things uh, that are more pointed than I would say them face to face. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I was sharing with a friend uh, just yesterday. We were kind of talking about that um, anonymity where we're supposed anonymity on um, online and she was relating it. She says, you know, the internet is, is kind of like driving. She says, you know, it's like traffic on the road. So it's easy, you know, when we're in on the road and we can give someone a a gesture (laughs) or we can yell at them and then we think we can just (laughs) drive off. Like, Oh, I could do whatever I want because I, I don't know who this, this person is. And, you know, sometimes maybe when we're online too, you know, we could be making comments or we could be a bully or we could, you know, say whatever we want and just think, oh, well, that's just online. That's not really me. That's not. And also, I think there's a there's a potential to dehumanize um, the other person where we think, oh, it's not really hurting them. Or if they're on here, then they deserve it or they're opening themselves to it. And um, and it's not going to have a real impact in real life. Um however, my friend was sharing, you know, she had she was driving to church. Well, she was on her way actually to church and there was when she was on the road, you know, there's a person that was beeping and just being really aggressive. And um well, you know, it turns out they both turned into the church parking lot. <laughs> so there <laughs> they go. They're going to church together. The same church. <laughs> so, oh. you know, maybe we're not so anonymous or, you know, um, you know God has a funny way, or life has a funny way of of bringing us together, you know sooner
0: or later., mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point, and i'm I'm grateful that uh, that we do have that God has that in mind that uh, He's not going to let us hide from our humanity very easily. Our spiritual director day is Father Ethan Southard, as we are talking about being a Christian online, using media and technology well. And if you have a, an opinion, dear listener, if you have an opinion about media and its role, especially as a follower of Christ, I mean, what is it? Do you do you uh, issue technology as much as you can? Do you utilize it as much as you can for the sake of evangelization? Or is it somewhere in the middle? How do you how do you navigate your time online? Has it helped you? Has it hurt your spiritual life? Give us a call. Join the conversation triple eight nine one four-nine one four nine again, eight eight eight-nine one four-nine one four nine. Our email address, so we are using technology here today, of course, as well, is inner life at relevantradio.com. Well, Father, um, I think as we're looking at uh, looking at being a Christian online, and already I think we're getting into how to live virtuously online, that was a conversation I once had with a group of confirmation students, is how do you live out the virtues online? Any thoughts about, I mean, the virtues are guiding principles. Any thoughts about how that could be expressed online?
1: Mm. Well, there, there's a passage that comes to mind as, as well, and this is uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 3. Uh, Chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. And it says, You are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by all, shown to be a letter of Christ, administered by us, written not in ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets that are hearts of flesh. So I think, you know, this is a great technology talk as well, you know, we are, we are the technology. We are the media. We are, uh, that? that expression of God. You know, the, the spirit of God is within us. We're carrying his message. We're carrying his vision. We're carrying, you know, his image. And so we are that living witness to the world. Yeah. And so whatever we, whatever we're using to express that, whether it's, you know, uh, a vehicle, our car, the way that we drive our car, are we expressing God's love in the car? Are we expressing God's love in the grocery store, in the line, when it's just so long and maybe there's not as many people at the check at the registers anymore. We have to check Mm -hmm. ourselves out, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or whether we're on the radio or wherever we may be, you know, that spirit of the living God is within us. And so going back to the confirmation you know, students and and how we can, you know, draw them to be to be virtuous, if not even our own virtue. You know, sometimes we try so hard to to be good or to do good, but it's act that's actually a gift from God. So God is giving us his own virtue. And so it's his own spirit that's within us. So being Christian is mutual and reciprocal. So there's this mutuality, there's this back and forth, it's a dance. There's a mutuality, there's, it's reciprocal. So we're facilitating Christ's life in each other. So I think that's the, the real beautiful dance, and that's kind of the, the immediate and the back and forth. And social media can help us in a real way, immediate way, um, because it helps to connect us uh, immediately. You know, and, and so we're... Um, yeah media and the internet connects us together immediately, so that helps us to I, I think in a certain way grasp that immediacy that we really have in in the rest of our lives whether it is the grocery store or whether we're we're at work or we're even just fighting over the church pew
0: <laughs> right right yes yeah, I, I love this thought too. Uh, I love your phrase, your line there, Father, that we are we are the technology. We are the media that God is using with his spirit that uh, he gets his message out primarily through us. We are the we are the carriers of his spirit into the world today. Our spiritual director, Father Ethan Sutherland, leading us through a conversation on being a Christian online, if you have, opinions about what christians should do online what they um, i think we know some of the things at least that we shouldn't do but uh we're exploring that how do we how do we use technology technology positively in our spiritual lives how can we see it bear fruit in our own lives and in the lives of those around us give us a call join the conversation 888-914-9149 again 888-914-9149 well father uh, I I am a, I utilize technology to grow in my own spiritual life in various ways um any suggestions or thoughts ways that you use it or that uh, you would have suggestions for others about how we might use it um before we we'll get into evangelization but just cultivating our own spiritual life
1: hmm. well I think there's just you know looking from a um <clears throat> maybe a religious dimension you know there's um, I go on every day. I go on to the, the bishop's website, USCCB, and they have you know, the scriptures right there. And so all the readings, the daily readings, um, you know, you can the, the Bible's right there online. And so I'm always constantly pulling up you know, different passages or reflecting on the readings for this day or for the coming weekend. Um, the, the breviary, the Liturgy of the Hours, yeah. uh, is available online. Um, and they, they do it so well, and so you can, you know, in, in the old days when you, you would go to the seminary or you'd start to learn how to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, for those of you who are familiar, you've got all the ribbons, and so you're flipping, you yeah. know, back and forth. And there's actually a, a beautiful rhythm to that um, that I miss when you're just praying it on the phone. But, you know, they even have um, uh, great apps now where they'll, um, the Divine Office app, so they'll actually say the, the liturgy hour of the hours out loud. And so sometimes if I'm alone and I'm not praying in community, you know, I'll, I'll put that on and I'll pray with, with the app and we'll just pray together. So those are some of the immediate ways that, um, you know, that I uh, use technology for, you know, certain scriptures or, or things like that. Um, so, that, you know, there's other apps and there's a bunch of different prayers. You know, you can listen to the rosary. You can use... YouTube or go to the Hollow app, and um, there's lots of different ways to learn more about your faith in that way, so that accessibility
0: is is definitely there. Yeah, yeah. The number of resources, even in my short time of being a Catholic, I've been a Catholic for 13 years now, and just Mm -hmm. the number of online resources has skyrocketed uh, even in that Mm -hmm. time. Um, and it seems like there's more and more things that are coming out each and every day, I suppose, but at least week or month that uh, will help us in our, in our walk of faith. Sometimes it takes a little bit of looking for it, but uh, oftentimes it's right there. And what do you think, too, Father? I, I'm just thinking that maybe COVID had a role to play in this, that that kind of kicked a lot of the companies or parishes or whoever it is that are that. Uh, are trying to get people, you know, to help them out with their spiritual life. It probably kicked them into a bit of high gear and getting going on the media.
1: Oh, sure. You know, one of the things that happened in our own parish uh, during COVID, obviously, you know, we we were all kind of um, struggling through that and trying to be creative. But, you know, within a day or two days, we started having our masses available uh, online. Um, and I know that there's you know, a lot of debate about whether, you know, you should continue with that or just have people come in person. But, you know, one of the things that, um, that we discovered, there's a, there's a whole group of people, even after um, the, the worst of COVID, you know, maybe they're isolated at home Mm -hmm. or maybe they're not able to, um, to come to to mass or maybe they're going, they're in the hospital. But, you know, we had a a zoom uh, mass and we show it on YouTube and so they are able to um, um, tune in and be part of the community. One of the, when it, it hit me in a really powerful way. We had a, a Zoom gathering, and we had the Mass, and then our Eucharistic ministers, uh, they went and brought communion to the homebound who were watching that same Mass. So they heard the, they were part of the community, and then they were also digitally part of the community, able to kind of talk and communicate and then they received the body of Christ in person from someone who's at that mass. Yeah. So I thought, Whoa, that's really using technology in, in such a, a beautiful and, and powerful way. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, also one of the things that we did, we were able to, um, we had a, a parish mission and it was kind of a hybrid mission. And so uh, this was right in the middle of, of the pandemic. And so we had a gathering outside you know, spaced six feet apart and everything like that. Um, And we had some uh, religious that came in and and led us through some prayers and some sharing and reflections. But we also hosted that online on our YouTube channel. Mm, And so for all of those who are at home, there is this interconnectivity. Um, And so that's really been uh, a beautiful opportunity. But, you know, also going back personally for me, uh, Relevant Radio, (laughs) right here, this has been... (laughs) Uh, certainly, you know one of the areas of technology that, you know, that I, I tune in, um, and to be able to participate, I know, um, you know, this media, this technology is reaching so many people, um, as well as you know the mass and the rosary, are are just great ways of utilizing technology
0: in, in our century. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, now I just I do want to throw in a little bit of a caveat there about, uh, you know, watching mass. I, I just just this last Sunday my my father who is unable to get out he's he's a, in a mm. shut-in type of situation so i went to mass and then uh, early in the morning on sunday morning and then i came back and we then watched mass together a mm. little bit later on in the morning and that was a beautiful time even though it was the it was the same parish it was the same celebrant it was you know it was essentially the same mass same homily you know <laughs> but <Right>. but uh, <laughs> it was a beautiful thing for us to be able to share in that um together but the caveat that i want to throw in is that um, there is a difference in uh, sure. attending something virtually and attending something in person? Correct.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, I want to encourage. I know there's. Um, it's not as much anymore, but but there was for a long time. There would every week it, somebody would come up to me and say, "You know, this is my first time back in person in a year or in two years." Um, I ran into some parishioners at, the res- at a restaurant one night, <laughs> and, mm. and she kind of had this embarrassed look. She says, well, if I'm, if I'm out eating, I guess I can go out back to Mass. <laughs> says, I've just been watching online. <laughs> so I think there's a certain convenience <laughs> right. that maybe, you know, but, but there were, we're also missing, you know, when we say the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the body of Christ, yes, absolutely, is in the Eucharist. But when the priest or, or the minister is giving the body of Christ you know, to the people coming up, we're also saying, you are the body of Christ, recognizing the presence of Christ in each other. And so you know, the, the church teaches that, that you know, the church at prayer, you, know, you are the body of Christ. And so we're being nourished by the sacrament in the Eucharist, but we're also being nourished in community, and there's the fellowship. And so that is you know, such a, a beautiful, you know, special... Uh, opportunity to be nourished through those friendships and those relationships uh, with Christ and each other. So yes, I, I think for sh- certain shut-in situations, uh, like you're sharing about your dad, it's a beautiful gift, um, but there's also the, the gift of being together in person um, that, you know, we obviously we don't want to miss out on.
0: Right, absolutely. Once again, our spiritual director today, Father Ethan Southard, as we're talking about being a Christian online, what are some guiding principles that you utilize or you try to hold to to make sure that you're, you are operating and functioning as a good follower of christ a good disciple of the lord when you're online in your virtual presence in your social media accounts give us a call let us know what those are 888 again eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. or perhaps you have a question about uh, how to navigate a specific situation that has arisen in technology for you in your spiritual life Give us a call again, 888-914-9149. We're going to get into evangelization through the media coming up right after this short break. Stay with us. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com/slash quest.
2: Oh, operator.
3: operator, information, information. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus, all the, the life, oh, Operator, operator. Information. information, I'd like to speak me to a you. friend of mine. Oh my friend.
0: Friend. Yeah. indeed. Whenever I hear a phone ring as I'm giving him some sort of a presentation or something, I always say, well, you better answer it. It may be the Lord calling. The Lord does call us, and he calls us to be his faithful disciples, whether we are face-to-face with somebody or online. And that's what we're talking about today here on The Inner Life, being a Christian online using media and technology well. With our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard, my name is Patrick Conley, and thank you for listening, whether you're listening on Relevant Radio, RelevantRadio.com, or the Relevant Radio app. Uh, we've got a phone call that's come in, Father. Let's start with, Let's start there. Soraya is calling in from Moni, Illinois. Soraya, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say that I'm 74 and I use Facebook. And the nice thing about it is I can pray the rosary with Father Rocky every evening, my husband and I. And I have a son who's 49, who's kind of a fallen away Catholic that started praying the rosary every night with us. And I have a son and daughter in law with 12 kids that live in Florida that pray the rosaries mm. with us. So it's kind of unique because we're able to pray together even though we're mm. far apart. So I think it's wonderful, uh, social media, in that sense. Of course, there's negative things about it, but there's a lot of good as well. And I think that uh, we can share our faith with others, even non believers. Because I'm a convert to Christianity, and uh, my I have a lot of relatives that are Muslim, so they see my <laughs> sharing what I share—the rosary and other things—and you know that's evangelization.
1: Mm, wow, uh, Sarah, uh, that's, that's beautiful. Just to hear how Facebook could be that, that space that gathering space. You know, we, Pope Benedict talks about you know the the digital continent you know, being online, it's a digital continent. So evangelization goes, you know, to all the other continents, and now we're going online, and that you could be on Facebook, and that you could be praying the rosary with Father Rocky and then with the rest of your family, and that actually starts to create a space for others to, um, to gather. That, that's really beautiful, and I think that is one of the, uh, the highlights and the, the great positive uh,
0: spaces of, of being online. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Surya thank you for that call and reminder that you can pray the Rosary of Father Rocky every evening at 7, <laughs> 7 p.m. Central <laughs> right there on Facebook or on, the, of course, the relevant radio app, which I will say that is one of the things I'm in the car uh, a significant amount. Uh, especially of late. And one of the things that one of my first things that I do is I open up the app and I open up the 28 minute rosary that father Rocky prays, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, praying the rosary as I'm driving down the road and listening to the reflections as well. So Saraya, thank you for that. And she brings up a good point father about um, sharing the good news of the gospel online. Now, some may say yeah, but I mean, like you were saying, Father, you know, when we, flesh and blood, are actually the, the vehicles that God's chosen vessels for his spirit, which lives within us, and how we share that with others, that uh, there, might be, there might be some objection to using technology in an evangelistic way. But uh, l- let me ask you, let me throw it into your court. What do you think about sharing the good news of the gospel through technology?
1: Oh, absolutely. But, but then I also think, you know, um, we hear in Romans, this is Romans one, one sixteen, uh, and then St. Paul says uh, that the gospel is a power of God. Hmm. The, the gospel is the power of God. Right. And so, um, that power of God is, is within us. It's being unleashed. It's being moved. And so there is a life. It's, it's the spirit. It's that power. It's that energy of God himself. And so as that power is being shared, you know, I, I think, um, and as, as going back to, you know, two Corinthians three, two to three, that we, that you, we are, The letter written on our hearts, known and read by all, shown to be a letter of Christ, written not in ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets that are hearts of flesh. So, yes, as we're communicating that power of God, as we are the witnesses, as we are living that out, then I think everything that we do and everywhere we go um, is going to be sharing that. And so sometimes if we're online, you know, I, I, it's good to, to be overt in our evangelization at times. You know, you think of uh, the chosen TV show, right? And so there's, you know, speaking of the media, right, or the passion of, of the Christ, you know, there's certain movies that are, that are out there that are, you know, explicit, and it's, it's very obvious that this is Christ, right? But in our evangelization, you know, I think Christ is also, you know, Christ was using media when he was evangelizing. Jesus was, he was using parables, (laughs) right? So he was, he was, he was going out and he was evangelizing and he was using parables, but you know, what were the topics and what were the points? Who were the the characters and the parables? You had a father, you had a son, you had, you know, the older son. You had the younger son, and you know, what what did they do? Well, one, you know, squandered the money and he went off with the prostitutes and the sinners, and then the other one stayed at home and he was a little upset and he was, he was angry, right? Where then we have, you know, the different seeds, right? And and the different uh, ground. You know, is this a hard ground? Is this a soft ground? Is there thorns, right? Or you're, there's the mustard seed, or is it, there's the you know, the image of uh, salt and light. So all of these different images, they're not explicitly coming out and saying, well, this is what the Jewish faith is, is teaching, or this is what the, the temple says, or this is what they say in the synagogue. No, Jesus is actually entering into, you know, the life of the people, and he's sharing stories. And he's creating this space. It's the power of the gospel, the power of God within Jesus who is God but that power is coming up people can feel that and so then they're being drawn they're being drawn by that spirit of God into that communion right the parables are the media that's the technology of being able to do that but the people are being drawn into the kingdom of God as they're right there with with Jesus himself so sometimes it's good, you know, to maybe explicitly tell a story or explain or to teach who Jesus is. And um, But then maybe there's also an opportunity like Jesus was doing with the parables where we can, you know, our online presence, you know, maybe it's just, you know, we're, we're being kind and we're, maybe we're sharing our own stories, uh, maybe in a, a certain parable of today where we're reaching people with that kindness you know, with, with love and not hurting anyone. Um, but maybe in our posts, you know, sometimes I think it's so, there's a temptation where we become confrontational or we feel like we have to, to fight or defend. And so we can come in and we can be fighting for Christ or defending Christ. And we're actually not being Christ. <laughs> we're not yeah. being a Christian, <laughs> right. right? We're going to show someone or teach someone so much about who Jesus is and we're going to do it by being nasty or mean or I guess they call it, you know, trolling where I'm going to beat you over the head with the truth. I'm going to teach you so much <laughs> you're going <laughs> to never forget. <laughs> well, yeah, they're never going to forget, but are they going to act do they actually have an encounter of love?
0: Right. Right. That they encounter the person of Christ in that. I know I when I'm responding to some post that uh, is is making erroneous claims say about the Catholic Church or something like that, and I I always check myself even before I begin the response, you know, and mm. I and I you know try to think, okay, is it going to be fruitful to enter into this dialogue online? Mm. Uh, number one, and then number two. Just trying to remind myself, okay. Even if I can pull up a picture of the person that I'm responding to, so I recognize I'm not just typing words into a into a you know a phone or a computer or something like that. I am interacting with another person here, and there's yeah, maintaining like you said, Father, kindness, maintaining love, showing, giving the chance for an encounter with the person of Christ. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's take a phone call again. Nicole is calling in from Cocoa Beach, Florida. Good afternoon, Nicole. Thanks for calling in.
2: Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing today?
0: Doing well. Doing Thanks. great, Nicole. Thank you.
2: Doing great. Um, So yeah. So um, about the Facebook thing, I'll start with that really quick. I, I never really used to be on Facebook too much, but then I started this little business, so I had to start an account and blah blah blah. So anyway, um, while I'm on there, you know, and I'm getting deeper and deeper on my journey of Catholicism through. The relevant radio app. I don't know what I would do without. I honestly don't know where I would be in my journey without every single host. I listen to you guys all day long and I learn so much. And my faith and my words that I say is always confirmed through some type of topic or something that. One of you will say, um, you know, the next day, and I'm just like, oh, I'm blown away. I'm like, I just was saying that I love this. And um, it's just so wonderful. And so on Facebook, I decided, you know, I used to feel scared to post anything about my faith. And as I grow deeper and deeper and God calls me more and more to him, That's all been lifted. I do not care. And I don't beat anyone over the head. You know what I do? Like during the Easter um, season, I would put up just one word, triduum, just triduum. And I know that will pique people's interest. They may not comment. They will not comment. But I know they Googled it. I know they Googled it because they did not know what it meant. And now they know whether they, you know, just little Little bits of seeds I throw out there. Just, you know, chew on that for just a little moment, or I'll put up a picture of the monstrance. And and just write body, blood, soul, and divinity. Just little things like this. And I never really get anyone commenting except for my children who will know what I'm talking about, and they'll like it always, and my sister might. But if I put up a new profile picture, oh, there's 50 comments. (laughs) You know, and so it's just so many people are so scared to, to speak our faith. I I mean, no, this is the time, but anyway, so then I decided, you know, I just love relevant radio so much. And you know, there's, I listen all day. I know there's tons of people. If I could ask everyone right now, raise your hand. If you listen all day, everyone's hand would be raised. We listen and we, I want to continue on those conversations, just with little comments. You know, stuff that isn't really worth calling in. You'd be hearing from me every day. I mean,
0: there's
2: every day I, I could speak on. Nicole, I'm so grateful. Whether it's-
0: I'm grateful for your comments. Thank you for that. I mean, it's it's wonderful that you're you're listening all day, every day. And um, I know, speaking on behalf of all the other hosts, I'm I'm very grateful for your for your listening in. And I think Nicole makes a good point, Father, specifically about. Um, you said, you know, you said you were talking about giving the person a a chance to encounter the person of Christ. Is it done in love? But there's, there's sometimes a call for boldness there online as well.
1: Sure. I mean, Jesus was bold. Um, There were, there were times when he was bold, but he was, um, there were times when, you know, they were going to throw, when he was in Nazareth, they were going to throw him off the hill and, you know, he slipped away. He knew that it was that wasn't the time for him to go to the cross or to be thrown off the hill. He was bold. You know, he went into the synagogue and he says, you know, the scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And they are like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Uh Um, You know, and so he, um, you know, he would go to some of the church leaders and, you know, he was bold and Mm -hmm. he would, you know, stand firm. And, you know, he healed on a Sabbath. That was extremely bold. But he was also kind of challenging their um, kind of plastic religiosity where the, you know, the, the scribes and the Pharisees or the church leaders at that time thought they were being so religious and so good. And yet they were, they were missing the human dimension of this person being sick. And so Jesus was actually you know, breaking, quote unquote, the, the, the rule. He was being bold in his healing. But he was trying to draw, he wasn't trying to shame them, but he was trying to draw them into saying, hey, you guys are missing something. There's, there is a humanity, there's a love. This is who God is. You know, God is love. And so, um, and then when, um, you know, later on, when Peter wanted to be really bold in the Garden of Gethsemane, when they were going to take, those religious leaders were going to take Jesus away because they had to get rid of him. You know, G- Peter comes up with a sword and he cuts the guy's ear off. Right, right. And so, what? What does Jesus do? You know, Jesus heals the man's ear. So he says, "Listen, Peter, put your sword back." He says, "You know, the the real sword is the spirit. The spirit is going to to discern, you know, how to to proceed through all these different dimensions." Um, and so, yeah, there absolutely is time for boldness, but. You know, I, the inner life is, there's no substitute for the inner life. And so the gospel, you know, the, the power of God is, is more than information. You know, the, the, it's a life, it's a way. Jesus says, I am the truth, the life, and the way. The way that I'm sharing, the way that I'm living, the way that I'm inviting, the way that I'm healing, the way that I'm loving, the way that I'm patiently enduring. And then ultimately, you know, Jesus boldly goes to the cross and he he surrenders himself, you know, and and that becomes um, the cross becomes a form of of media. He he transformed the scandal of the cross into the glory of the resurrection. Mm
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, love, it it occurs to me, as you were saying that, Father, that love is true love, authentic love. Christ's love is always bold in that sense. I mm. mean, it, as always, it's a bold love with which he loves. And so um, if our boldness is leading us into places of not loving, then it's not Christ-like boldness. It is uh, some other type of boldness. Our spiritual director today, again, is Father Ethan Southard, pastor of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California, in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. We're talking about being a Christian online, using media and technology well. If you have a way that you would like to share about how you use it well for your spiritual life or for the sake of others getting to know the gospel, give us a call, 888 914 or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take another short break here, but we'll be back with more of your calls and emails and more conversation on being a Christian online. We'll be right back. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. (laughs) We'll Radio. My name is Patrick Connolly. My thanks to our producer, Nick Sentevich, and Thomas Angus for taking your phone calls today. And our spiritual director, Father Ethan Sutherland. as we're talking about being a Christian online, how do we maintain our relationship and even grow our relationship with Jesus through the usage of media and technology? And uh, maybe some of the things we need to look out for as well. And, Father, I think that's where I wanted to zero down in on, um, especially one of the things that occurs to me, one of the great values that I am pursuant after, and I am far from having achieved it yet, but is especially when I'm in a conversation with another person, is being fully and totally there, you know, being fully mm-hmm. present to that other person um, out of love. And, uh, but I will admit, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit it here on, on, on air, but, um, you know, strapped around my wrist is one of those electronic mm-hmm. watches, you know, that, uh, <laughs> every time I get a, a text or a news headline or something like that, it vibrates a little. And I just instinctively look down at it. Or if you don't have one of those, you know, every time your phone buzzes, you know, I'm looking at it to see, and it can tear me away from that. So I guess this whole lead up lead in is a, mm-hmm. is leading up to a question of, How do we moderate our usage of technology? Because I think left to ourselves, we would probably go way over what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um,
1: going back to that inner life, you know, that we are staying sourced. Jesus says, I am, you know, the vine and you are the branches. So that as long as we're, we're continuing to abide in Christ and in his love and allow his love and his movement to flow through us, um, that's going to be, he's going to guide us, you know? And so when we get those little dings or bings, you know, maybe we're going to be picking up if we're talking to somebody. Right. And so, you know, if we're in that disposition, uh, we're going to be so drawn, you know, into what they're sharing. Right. Mm. So it's, you know, are we tending to the, the soul of the other person, right? Are we giving them a chance to be seen, to be heard, to be treated with respect? And so that would mean that as those different dings or, or vibrations or whatever, you know, come up, that we're so aware of the other person and Christ in the other person that, you know, we're not even distracted, right? So I think the primary place is continuing to abide in Christ and let him lead us, in our presence and engagement with others. Um, but I just want to share a funny story. Uh, I got a text, speaking of technology, yeah. so I got a text from a friend and she says that she's listening at home and her her uh, four-year-old son's. Uh, his name's Timmy, so he says, good job, Father Ethan. <laughs> so she texted that over. <laughs> so I said, oh, so I'm texting back. I said, oh, uh, and this was on our commercial break. Yeah. I said, "Oh, does Timmy have any any questions or topics he'd like okay. us to go over?" Yeah, order. good, good. So uh, he just said. She responded. He just said, "Can we skip the ads?" So.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so even four-year-old Timmy, he's ready to skip fast forward. But she said, "You know, I had oh, I to explain." It doesn't work that way on live radio.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, not not quite. But uh, yeah, can we fast forward through the ads? I love it. Thank you, Timmy. Thank you for that text. Appreciate that. And uh, (laughs) let me know how I'm doing too, Timmy, when you get a chance. uh, Right, you can you can text Father Ethan and and, uh, yeah, and he he can pass the message on to me.
1: Yeah, that's great. But I thought that was just so cool because here we are on the radio. Yeah, and I'm I'm speaking through a phone, and now I'm getting a text message. And so it's this immediate connectivity, right? And so now we're, we're actually all connected through all of these different ways and it's connected, you know, we're having fun, it's light, it's easy. So I know just like the temperance of how are we using our technology? You know, we could think, oh, it could be all consuming, but then, and so there is a danger to it and we do wanna be mindful we're not just wasting away, right? But then it could also be just this great resource and tool just like, you know, we were, we were hearing before um, from uh, Soraya, you know, mm-hmm. about how Facebook became this great space, this hub, this digital hub, where they're able to gather and pray the rosary and, and connect together.
0: Right. Right. Yep. And there's, the, there's certainly the the uh, connectivity is something that is oftentimes lauded with, with social media, especially and other mm-hmm. technology as well. It keeps us close with family and friends. And there is mm-hmm. that. I mean, there is the positive aspect of that. Um, the, the flip side of that, and another pr- potential warning or something I would love to hear your comments on too, Father, is that, um, and we were getting at this a little bit before, is that we can maybe fool ourselves into thinking that we're connected with other people when in mm-hmm. actual if all we are is connected through social media, Mm. um, that might be a bit shy of what the Lord is asking us in terms of our relationships, yeah?
1: Yeah, Uh, and just before I I comment on that, uh, I just got a text. Timmy says, you're doing a good job too, Patrick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Timmy, I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Very
1: good. Okay, thanks, Timmy, I appreciate it. (laughs) So, uh, but just to go back to... um, you know that the danger of the avatars, or, or you know, mm-hmm. something like that, so to speak, where we can be drawn in, um, and and it becomes it's not even real. We we start to lose ourselves. We lose our humanity. We lose our identity. You know, because who we are is in relationship. There's a relationality. We're made in the image and likeness of God. And who is God? He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's three persons, mm-hmm. right? And so if if, if we're losing that part of ourselves by becoming something that we're not or that we're hiding um, behind an avatar or some digital, you know, uh, creation that we've made or some image of, of who we we would like to be, but we're not embracing who we really are, even with our failings or our sinfulness or our brokenness or our shortcomings, yeah. um, then then we're that's taking us further from who we are. But if, if the technology is helping us to, to actually move into it, I think it could be a good thing. A a friend of mine was just sharing during the pandemic that she actually, you know, feeling so isolated and removed, um, you know, she actually started to go onto TikTok. And I know there's a lot of danger or you hear lots of, you know, cautionary stories or tales about TikTok. And I think there's that whole dimension there, of course, but for her, she found that the the power of TikTok is there, you know, Facebook has its giftedness, Instagram, you know, Twitter or X has its own, you know, giftedness. But TikTok, there's this, there's a creativity, which all of the users are able to access. And there's a power of, of create, you know, being able to make your own videos and things. But it also there's kind of a an unprotected or it's there's a vulnerability where you're actually able to peer into someone else's life as they're right there with their face and they're sharing. Right? And so for her, she was actually able to in a safe space, safe way, enter into other people's stories as they're sharing their own struggles with life or their own you know, their own journey. And for her, she says it was a really major growth experience because she was able to start to reflect some of her own insecurities or fears or judgments that she has against other people. And it became kind of an opportunity for her to, and for Christ moving, maybe to take away some of those barriers and those separations. And she was listening to the story. It's just, and she related it to, as Jesus would go and share, you know, he would go and he would die and, with the tax collectors, he would share a meal with the prostitutes, with you know those who are cast aside. He would even dine with the Pharisees. You know, so he was equally making himself available uh, to share and to to listen. He was actually listening to their experience. What's your life experience? Yeah. And if we can if we can move into that way of being with each other, where You know, we don't have to draw our sword immediately like Peter did, but maybe if we can just open up vulnerably, you know, and be willing to listen to the other person um, just to see where they are and not try to change them. Just let them be, you know, who they are and and we could start to understand, you know, maybe where, where the other person is going through and then we can actually start a dialogue or we can enter into relationship together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's ultimately it's it's Christ and his spirit who's leading us.
0: Right, right. I think that's a great point, Father. And it, it, it occurs to me, it's it conjures the thought in, in my head anyway, that, uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, being open, being vulnerable, that sort of thing, and uh, following after the Lord, listening, things like that. Maybe the question, one of the questions that could be a guiding principle when we're trying to figure out how to be online, how to be on social media as followers of Christ is... What you know? What would Jesus do? Certainly, but um, in a sense, what is it that nobody else is doing or saying? And could there be some c- clue or cue there that um, yeah, maybe there's something that's unique about Jesus's approach to something like this as well?
1: Absolutely. Um, mm. You know that it's that uh, that approach. You know, if we're if it's the spirit of of Christ that's within. Uh, Jesus, who's moving Jesus in these ways, you know, then that's the the spirit of Christ that's within us, that is our guiding principle uh, to love
0: others uh, as we are loved. All right. Amen to that. And that's uh, at the foundation of it all, to love others as we are loved. Father, thank you for being our spiritual director today. May we have a blessing from you, please? Absolutely. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. And may God continue to pour his
1: blessing upon you uh, to fill you with his life with his spirit uh, to let you continue to radiate uh, the goodness and the joy you are our letter written on our hearts not on tablets of stone but on tablets that are made of flesh may god bless you the father the son and the holy spirit amen